So God, we pray that you take these words and you speak to us this morning. Speak to us as your kids, speak to us as your sheep. It's in your name that we pray, amen. Well, good morning to all of you here and good morning if you're watching online. My name is Annie Duncan, I'm the executive pastor here and I always love having the opportunity to come and speak to you. Well, when I was a kid, I grew up in a, a summer, um, in a, I grew up in a home that had a summer league swim team, and I participated on the swim team, and I think I was about eight years old at the time, and after swim practice one morning, I hop on my bike, and I head home, and I'll never forget this one trip home, because I heard a voice say very loudly to me, Annie, stop your bike right now. And it wasn't an audible voice, it was a voice in my head, but it was so alarming that I didn't have time to ask questions like, huh, I wonder what that voice was about, or where did that come from, should I listen to it? All I could do was just listen to the voice, and I like backpedaled on my bike and came to a skidding stop, and it was right in front of this driveway where a big RV was parked. And immediately after I stopped, on the other side of the RV, a car came zipping out of the driveway and sped down the road. And eight-year-old Annie was like, oh my gosh, God just spoke to me and God saved my life. And so I hopped back on my bike, zoomed home and burst through the door to tell my mom all about it, how God had spoke to me. We are in a sermon series called Handcrafted, how the things that are good and worthwhile in life, they take time. And today we're talking about hearing God and developing a conversational relationship with God. And just like any conversational relationship takes time, just ask my husband this week, he was telling me that I need to work on my listening skills. Just like any kind of conversational relationship takes time, so does one with God. It takes time to learn to know what his voice sounds like. It takes time to pick up on the cues and the senses that might be God trying to get our attention. But it takes time, and over time, a voice that maybe was once unfamiliar turns to be a more familiar and trusted voice. And as, as amazed as I was as a kid to hear God's voice and have God save my life like that, it wasn't until like 20 years later where I remember having another like aha moment like that where God spoke to me. And I don't think that God speaks just in 20-year increments I think that I just didn't have the knowledge and understanding of how to listen to God's voice. So that's kind of where we're going in this sermon today. We're talking about how we can hear God's voice and what are the tools that we have access to to even be able to do such a thing as hear God's voice. In the passage that Rich just read, it's a parable that Jesus told the Pharisees. And there's a lot that's going on in this parable. We could spend a whole sermon series just talking about this parable. But this morning, we're just going to narrow our focus and look at the metaphor that Jesus describes as he being the shepherd and us being the sheep. To sum up what Rich just read, it, Jesus says two things repeatedly. That he, the shepherd, knows his sheep and us, the sheep, know the shepherd's voice. We are designed to hear the shepherd's voice. Nowhere in this parable does Jesus describe a certain special group of sheep that can hear the shepherd's voice, a certain elite sheep that is really good at being a sheep. No, he says all the sheep, 
all the sheep hear the shepherd's voice and follow the shepherd's voice. So if you're sitting there thinking, oh boy, I know where this sermon is going. You're gonna tell me how I can hear God's voice, but pastor, I don't go to church enough. I don't read my Bible enough. I don't pray enough. We'll stop it right there because Jesus doesn't make a distinction on who can hear his voice and who can't. We all can hear God's voice. We just need to understand how we can even begin to do that. So if you remember anything from this sermon, remember this, you are a sheep. You are designed and created to hear the shepherd's voice. But for a lot of us here, we may not be able to distinguish God's voice, and that's okay because it takes time. Um, And like so many good and worthwhile things, uh, the time that it takes to understand what God's voice sounds like is a worthwhile thing. So where do we start? What are some things to keep in mind as we try to hear God's voice and develop this conversational relationship? Well, the first thing that we can keep in mind that this parable shows us is proximity. God is close by. God isn't far off. God is with us every day. In the beginning of the passage, it says this, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. Now picture this scene with me. The sheep are all penned up safely. They're gated in this little gated community. And the shepherd comes and opens the gate and he goes in to where the sheep are. Now, if he was some imposter, this might disturb the sheep, but the sheep are okay with it. They know who this guy is. They hear his voice and the shepherd's calling them, hey, it's time to go. It's time to go pasture and eat grass and drink from ponds and do sheep things. And so they follow the shepherd. And then after a long day of doing those sheep things, the shepherd said, it's time to go back. And they follow the shepherd back into the sheep pen where they are safely back at home. Now, y'all, the same thing, just like the sheep follow the shepherd, we have God that we can follow. God is with us every waking moment of our days and nights, and we can go to him and ask God things, ask him for direction, ask him for guidance. But here's a very important distinction. God's ever-present proximity with us shouldn't make us anxious it should actually usher in freedom. So like if you're a sheep and you're going to the shepherd over every single thing, like can you imagine this? A sheep saying to the shepherd, hey shepherd, can I eat this grass? Hey shepherd, should I go left or right right now? Or hey shepherd, should I drink from this pond or the pond over there? Like that's just exhausting, right? Right? Yeah, that's exhausting. Just like the sheep doesn't do that with the shepherd, God's Hearing God and the the proximity of hearing God is less about how God wants to micromanage our lives and more about how God just wants us to be his sheep and just live our lives according to his will. Just be his kids. Now, what does that look like? What does living our lives according to his will look like? Well, Dallas Willard puts it this way. Generally, we are in God's will whenever we are leading the kind of life he wants for us. And that leaves a lot of room for initiative on our part. What are the kinds of things that God wants for our lives? Well, to put it simply, he wants us to love one another. Jesus says, love as I have loved. So when we're trying to love as Jesus loved, we are living the kind of life that God wants for us. Yes, it is that simple. And yes, it is that hard. My brother and sister-in-law have three cute little boys, and I am proud to be their overbearing aunt that's constantly involved in their lives. I've talked about them before in sermon illustrations. Um, And now that it's nicer out, you'll hear my nephew's parents say to them, hey guys, go outside. Go outside and play. It's nice. Go 
outside. Please just leave the house and go outside, right? Uh, and my nephews, they know the certain boundaries that they have to go and play outside. They know that they shouldn't play on the street, and they know that they should play nicely with one another. And if they're going to leave the house grounds and the property, that they need to check in with their parents first. Now, their parents love it when they go outside, and they have zero preference. As long as my nephews are playing within those certain boundaries, they have zero preference of what activities they're choosing, right? And it is the same with God. We have certain boundaries that we can play within, and we can be, like, certain boundaries that we can play within, like loving one another. And when we do that, we are completely in line with God's will, even though we don't know maybe the exact preference that God has for every single detail of our lives, which gives us a lot of freedom, freedom to try new things, freedom to make mistakes and learn from them. So as we develop this conversational relationship with God, we can remember that God is close by, we have access to him every second of every day. And that gives us a lot of freedom to be who he's created us to be. So a second thing that helps us develop a conversational relationship with God is relationship. God is so excited and thrilled to be in a relationship with Gus, us. In verse three, it says, the gatekeeper opens the gate for the shepherd and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. God knows your name. God knows your name. And he actually knows you better than maybe you know yourself. Because God made you. He's totally invested and interested in your life. He isn't just a vending machine in the sky that we go to and get a treat from every now and then, but God wants to be in a personal and relational relationship with us. And it's, it, it's experiencing God's love and experiencing how God is ever present with us that we have those aha moments where we're like, oh my gosh, God, I can't believe that you even knew that about me. You're so cool. Gosh, God, you're awesome. A couple of years ago, I worked in family life ministries here with the high school, and we took a group of students to Mexico one summer, and it was during that summer that um, we started praying over our students a lot, and during every night of this trip, we offered prayer to our students, and the prayer would go like this. We would, two leaders would sit down with a student, and we would just ask one question, God, what do you want to say to this student? And the leaders would listen on the student's behalf, listen for whatever God might want to say to them. And we had a lot of students that year come that weren't going to our church, that didn't know a lot about God, but surprisingly, they were interested in this type of prayer. And one night, I got the opportunity to pray with a student um, that didn't know a lot about God. I was paired with another leader, and we explained to her kind of how this prayer thing would work, and she said, it sounds like fortune-telling. Is that what you're doing? And we're like, no, it's not fortune-telling. But we just told her how we were gonna pray and, and listen on her behalf. And I'll never forget praying for this student because I, I told her, you know, how sometimes I see in pictures. And so immediately when I started to listen, I saw this picture. And this is what I saw. I saw a picture of all these girls lined up like they were at a beauty pageant. And Jesus was the judge. And Jesus was going down the line one by one with a butcher knife and cutting away their outward appearance so he could see their heart. That's the picture that I saw to tell to this girl that knew nothing about God. And I'm like, I'm seeing this and I'm like, God, are you kidding me? I do not want to share this with her. This is too crazy. This is too shocking. She's not going to like the church anymore. But I kept on seeing that picture over and over again. And that's usually a sign that I'm supposed to share it. And so I did. I shared the picture. 
And then I said something like this to her. I said, you know, I, I get the sense that Jesus just really wants you to know that he looks at your heart, that that's what's important to him. And as soon as I said that, she stood up and said, oh my gosh, and she walked very quickly away. Almost like a run, but she walked away. And I said to my prayer partner, I'm like, sorry, man. And I'm kind of like saying to God, told you, like. But a, a few minutes later, she came back and she sat down and she said, I can't believe you saw that picture. She said, my mom has been putting me in beauty pageants since I was a little girl. I have been judged on how I look like on the outside since I was a little kid. And so for you to tell me that Jesus looks at my heart is a huge deal. She's like, how did you, how did you know that? Y'all, God knows us. He knows your name. He knows you better than you know yourself. And God is so excited to be in relationship with us that he will do anything to get our attention. He knows the exact thing that we need to hear at the exact time that we need to hear it. And so if you're sitting there and you're wondering, gosh, it'd be so cool to be able to hear God's voice. Well, you can. And in a moment, we're going to try out different tangible ways to practice this. A third thing that helps us in a conversational relationship with God is repetition. How many times do you think the shepherd had to call to the sheep before the sheep knew his voice? Sheep are said to be pretty dense, so I'm guessing it took a long time before the sheep caught on to, oh, I'm supposed to follow this, this shepherd person. Think about a voice that you know really well. Like they could be standing on the outside of the community center and calling your name, and just by the sound of your, their voice, you would know who they are. How many times have you had to heard their, their voice before you knew it? 10 times, 100 times, too many times to count. Well, God is always speaking, always speaking to us, and in all kinds of ways, and in ways that are gonna be unique to each and every one of us. And God doesn't have a limit. He doesn't put a time cap on it. He doesn't say, all right, I spoke to Michaela 10 times today, that's all she gets. No, God is always speaking, so don't put a period where God puts a comma. Being in a conversational relationship with God is a lot about just getting used to the fact that this conversation is ongoing. So the passage continues. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. One of the reasons I think it can be difficult to hear God's voice is there's a lot of noise in our lives. We listen to a lot of other voices besides God. And I think the sooner that we can help discern what God's voice sounds like, the easier it is to pick God's voice out amongst all the noise. And a friend of mine, he kind of puts it like this. He lives on a, a busy street in Bellevue, and during the evenings, he likes to sit on his deck and read a book. And he said there's these magical times that happen in the night where all of the red lights will align and the busy street that he lives on will be quiet. And as he's sitting there on the porch reading his book, he can hear the birds chirping. And he can hear two doors down, his neighbor mowing the lawn. And then the lights will turn green again and the cars will start and the traffic and the noise starts up again. But he said because he can he knows what the birds chirping sound like and he knew what the, the mowing of the lawn sounds like. He can still pick those noises out amongst the rest of the noise. And hearing God's voice is like that. Once we understand what it sounds like, 
what the senses are that we experience when we're hearing from God, we can pick it out amongst the noise. And a fourth thing that helps us develop a conversational relationship with God is uniqueness. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. So that first part of the unique nature is that God knows us. Just like God knew to talk to that girl in Mexico with a beauty pageant metaphor, God knows how to get our attention. And we're all gonna hear from God a little bit differently. And that makes sense because we all have been made uniquely. I said earlier that often when God speaks to me, I see pictures. And that's no surprise. Ever since I was a little kid, I've been very visual and very creative. So it makes sense that God would speak to me in pictures. With my husband though, he's very like linear, linear. And so God speaks to him with one single word. And that is how God, and that's how he hears from God. If God were to show Victor uh, an elaborate picture, Victor would be like, uh, I don't know what to do with this. But one word, one word is how he hears from God. So we're all gonna hear from God differently. And that's okay, it actually makes sense. So what ways might be easy for you to hear from God? Think about the ways that you communicate best with others and there you might find the way that God is actually already communicating with you. A couple years ago, I was hanging out with some high school students and, and doing some hearing God's voice like practices. And uh, I was hanging out with one student named Lucy Lehman. And I asked Lucy, hey Lucy, what do you feel like God is saying to you right now? And she, without hesitation, she goes, well, God just said, sup Lucy. Which it sounds like that. It's another way of saying, what is going on Lucy? How are you? But it's like this instead. And we all kind of laughed because Lucy, like this is how Lucy talks. Lucy says, sup Annie? And that's exactly how God was talking to her. God knows how to communicate with us. He knows exactly how to get our attention. So whether it's speaking in the King James Version or in high school slang, God is gonna communicate with you in a way that you can understand. So first, God knows us uniquely, and second, we know God uniquely. We know him uniquely because of how God's revealed himself in scripture, through his son Jesus Christ, and through the Holy Spirit. And this kind of revelation is unlike any other relationship that we have. And because of scripture, we also have some ways that can help us understand how God will speak and how God won't speak. So if you're asking God a question and you get a response and you're just filled with like condemnation and fear, well, that's a helpful checkpoint because we know in scripture that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and that perfect love drives out fear. So if you're feeling condemnation and fear from who you think is God, stop because that might not be God. So stop and listen again. Scripture gives us a lot of boundaries and parameters for how God might be speaking. And many of us may not necessarily lack the experience of hearing God, but we just don't understand the language of how it works. So we're gonna take the last part of this sermon and do a couple practical ways to hear God's voice. And if you heard me preach a month ago, I had you break up into circles. We're not gonna do that, so you can you know, just let that anxiety go. Um, but we are going to do some, you just have to think in your mind and pay attention to the first things that come to your mind um, in a moment. So if, what are some ways that we can practically listen to God's voice? Well, take five minutes. Take five minutes and ask God a question. It can be any question you want, but I've got two up there that can be helpful. Just a question like, God, what do you want to say to me right now? 
Or God, what do you want to show me? And if you've got a little bit longer, take 15 minutes, ask him a couple questions, or write God a letter, and then listen for God's letter back to you. It's all practicing this two-way conversation of you talking to God and then listening for how God's going to talk back to you. And as you're practicing listening for God's voice, pay attention to that first thing that comes into your mind or that first sense that you feel. Because often when we ask God a question, God speaks right away and we think, no way could that be God. That was way too easy. I better think again or I better pray again. So pay attention to the first thing that comes to your mind. And just to get super practical, we're going to practice this together. I'm going to ramble off a list of things, and I just want you to pay attention to the first things that come into your mind. Because very often, this is how God will speak to us, because we take our minds wherever we go. It's a very easy and tangible way for God to get our attention. So again, I'm going to ramble off a list, and I just want you to pay attention to the first thing that comes into your mind when I say, bright color. Vegetable, a really long word. Okay, so I've given you a few prompts and you've maybe seen pictures or heard words inside your mind. And that, again, is how God can speak to you, is right there, right inside your mind. And so we're going to do a few more of these and just keep on practicing listening to the first thing that comes into your mind when I say a sports team. A word God wants to say to you right now. A flower. Another word God wants to say to you. And then finally ask, why those words, God? Okay, good job. Thank you for playing along. That is just a really easy way to pay attention to the first things that come into your mind Um, especially when we're asking God questions. And then the next part is discernment. Discernment. Okay, how do I know that what I'm hearing is from God or not? Well, just a few quick checkpoints is, is it in the Bible? Is it in line with what Scripture says? Or does it sound like something God would say? Again, pay attention to feelings of fear and condemnation because that doesn't come from God. And if you're still having a hard time discerning, if you are hearing something, you're like, I'm not sure if this is God or not, ask somebody. Ask a friend, ask a mentor, ask a pastor. We're not meant to do this alone, so it's okay if you have to ask somebody to help you out. Okay, so I've given you a few things to try out and practice. So this week, take some time. Everybody's got five minutes, whether it's five minutes in the morning or five minutes on your commute or five minutes when you should be in class listening to the teacher. Take five minutes and ask God a question. Remember, we are sheep. We're designed to hear God's voice. So let's figure out the ways that God might be trying to speak to us. And we're going to close with this video. Where are you, where are you, where are you, where are you? Come you, come you, come you, come you. Yeah, you come, you come, you. Come, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you come, you come, you come, you. 
sheep and run to the shepherd's voice. So God, we thank you that we are your sheep, that we're designed to hear your voice. So God, encourage us and equip us as we go from here to help us figure out how we can hear from you the best. Because God, we're hungry for your voice. We're hungry for the things that you have to say. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.